feel like if I were a person with this much authority, I could give you brownie points into heaven first, but our God doesn't work that way. It's so annoying. This morning, I would actually like to read the same scripture that Heidi just read. Sometimes I find it's helpful to hear a text twice to really let it sink in. And so, will you hear the word of God? Now, every year, his parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up as usual for the festival. And when the festival was ended and they started to return, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. But his parents didn't know it. And assuming that he was in the group of travelers, they went a day's journey. Then they started to look for him among their relatives and friends. And when they didn't find him, they returned to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. And when his parents saw him, they were astonished And his mother said to him, Child, why have you treated us like this? Look, your father and I have been searching for you in great anxiety. And he said to them, Why were you searching for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? But they didn't understand what he said to them. And then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. His mother treasured all these things in her heart, and Jesus increased in wisdom and in years and in divine and human favor. Church, this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. One time my mom forgot about me at Kroger. She's actually here today front row trying to repent for her sins. (laughs) I was a toddler sitting in the shopping cart, facing the front, my legs dangling through. And she was busy putting in the groceries in our van and wrangling my five older siblings into the car. She was trying to buckle up Katie, Robbie, Stephen, Andrew, Patrick, and forgot about Margie. And when she did, she ran back into Kroger, and I was still sitting in the shopping cart in the Kroger lobby. And when I asked her if I could share this anecdote, she was hesitant. And then I said, Mom, Joseph and Mary forgot Jesus for a whole day. And she said, phew, that makes me feel better. Jesus is never where we expect him to be. It's the day after Christmas, and all of a sudden, our Savior of the world jumps from one year old, with Mary changing his diapers only yesterday afternoon, 
to 12 years old with Joseph trying to tell him about the positive uses of deodorant. <laughs> and in our passage today, we find Mary and Joseph and Jesus at the festival for Passover, and they come here annually for this Jewish tradition. So for the last 11 years, they've been coming to attend the festival. And for 11 years, Jesus has returned with them obediently and faithfully. So why, when he's 12, would it be any different? Why wouldn't he be with this group of travelers on their way home? It takes them a day to realize this. And again, we can't blame them because maybe they thought he'd be walking with his group of aunts and uncles or hanging out with his cousin, John the Baptist, stirring up trouble in their young adolescence. And so as soon as they can't find him, they head back to Jerusalem where they look for three days, three days before finding him in the temple. So when Mary says, child, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been searching for you with great anxiety. We know she mad and scared, and we would all be. And I wonder where they looked before thinking of the temple. Did they think he'd be in the markets learning how to skin a fish or hanging out with some friends that he didn't get enough time with. I remember coming home for Christmas break from college and I would always say to my parents so dramatically, I have to go hang out with my friends. I might not see them again. <laughs> anyway, finally they checked the temple. And honestly, if I was looking for some of my youth, I wouldn't check church first. <laughs> but there he is sitting among the teachers, listening to them talk about scripture and asking them a bunch of questions in return. There he is later taking a nap on a boat in the middle of a raging storm. There he is after he rises, pulling weeds in a garden. Jesus is never where we expect him to be. And Jesus is never with who we expect him to be with. This kid is 12 years old and he's already hanging out with his Sunday school teachers and church elders, desperate to learn more about the Jewish ritual and about the story of Jonah in the whale and about Yael did what to that guy? She stuck a tent peg in his skull? Why isn't he with his relatives and friends, these people that he knows intimately? And Joseph and Mary go searching for him, and as he continues to grow, he starts to spend more time with people we wouldn't expect him to spend time with. His cousin eats locusts and honey and wears camel's hair. John the Baptist was cuckoo. <laughs> and that's who baptized our Savior. And later, 
He's breaking bread with the town tax collector who's sitting next to a guy that smells like fish, who's sitting next to a guy that wants to murder him. He's, he's hugging lepers, and he's spending time with sex workers, and he's crawling into the tomb with a guy who has demons talking to him in his head, and he's loving that guy, and he's healing that guy. He even came to us in the belly of a poor teenage woman. Jesus isn't with who we expect him to be with. And Jesus didn't do what we expected him to come and do. Folks had their fingers crossed that they would receive the king of kings, the high priest, the exalted one. They expected God in flesh to look and act like a mighty ruler. I mean, imagine a mighty ruler in your head. And instead, God chose to come to us in the most vulnerable form smelling of hay and cow manure. That's how God decided to come and meet us. And when he's much older, we expected him to ride into Jerusalem a few days before his death, maybe in a chariot with a gold crown and a scepter like the the king in The Little Mermaid. That's what I always think of. And he rides in on a donkey. Why does he always want to smell like animals? But today, in that same city of Jerusalem, we find young Jesus right where we should have looked for him all along, in the temple. And the text reads, and this is the first thing we hear Jesus say, in the Gospel of Luke, the very first thing. He says, didn't you know that I would be in my father's house? And another translation for that same sentence reads, didn't you know I would be doing the business of God? And when he asks this, his own parents don't understand what he's talking about. We rarely do. Did you know that in the Gospels, Jesus is asked 183 questions? And he only answers three of them with a straight answer. He asks 307 questions in the Gospels, which means I ask Jesus a question about heaven, and then he asks me, well, what do you think? And I say, well, I asked you first. And he says, well, I'm God in flesh. I asked you second. And then this goes on and on, and we join each other in community week after week, trying to figure out what the heck our Savior is saying. Because if he did give us answers, 
If he did come to do what I expected him to do, he would hate her like I do, but he would love me. If he, if he did come to do what I expected him to do, he wouldn't let anyone I love get sick or die. He wouldn't let bad things happen. If he came to do what I expected him to do, he would have given me 100 obedient youth who listen to every word I say and are always in the temple. And he definitely would have eradicated mosquitoes. Friends, here is the bad news. We worship a God who is never where we expect him to be. He's never who we expect him to be with. And he doesn't do what we expect him to do. But here is the good news. No matter where we search for him, we can be assured that he is about the business of God. He's listening and he's asking questions. He's hugging lepers and dining with liars. He's loving and forgiving even measly old us. And so, like Mary, we do our best to treasure all of these things in our hearts. We try our best to keep searching for him, even when it feels like we can't find him, even when it feels like he's asking us to spend time with the outcasts and the liars of which we're included. And we try to expect Jesus in the unexpected as he turns the world upside down as he came to fulfill not what we want, but to live out the business of what God wants. It's bad news. <laughs> and it's the best news. Amen.